Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? He's R to the Edgy. And she's Nick Jew. <laughs> you know, people keep telling me I have a nice voice, so I'm trying to like capitalize on it and maybe. You had a nice some... voice. That's not, that's not me. <laughs> but maybe somebody will like be listening to us in front of somebody at NPR. They're like, oh, who is this? <laughs> Wait, did I tell you I was on NPR when I was in Seattle? No. So I was on NPR for my show uh, that I directed that just closed yesterday, and I like went into the studio. <laughs> it was so yes. Weird. Did you do a tiny desk? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Have them do a fucking monologue just from the play. <laughs> next monologue is from scene three when um with when Miss Jackson's tails uh, <laughs> fuck herself. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It was just a, just an in studio interview, but I was so nervous. I was like, "That's so cute, radio." I love that. No, I'm trying to be like girl sixty seven or whatever, girl, girl eleven. <laughs> like I'm trying to. I don't know who that is. Girl six, you don't know girl six. You don't know that reference. Oh, I was like, repeating it isn't going to help me. You must no. be this old to ride this ride. You don't <laughs> fucking... <laughs> you don't know Girl 6? Um, I know that reference, but girls, girl, that name is not like pinging in my, um, in my it's mind. It's a movie about a phone sex operator, a Spike Lee joint about a phone sex operator. Oh, no, I didn't. I haven't seen that in and also, like an entire Prince album to accompany the film. You know, Prince is still making his way out of the um, out of the the grief penalty box. I'm just 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 allowing myself to to dig back in. It's it's been a little uh, touch and go, heavy on the go. So that so it's not he actually doesn't have like an entire album but i do know that there's i think he has several songs in the movies so okay that leads me to a question that i want to pose to you as well as to our listening audience okay i'm scared you should be because i'm gonna ask for your honest i want to i want to have let's real it's real talk tuesdays why you moving the damn camera angle Hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Talk Tuesdays. This is Nick Juicy. And I'm here with my homeboy, Aura to the Edginald. And we're just going to have a conversation, a community conversation. Community conversation. Kanye West music. Are you done listening? Why he turned the camera off, y'all? You cannot um, avoid the accountability. Are you done listening to Kanye West music? Me, myself, Reggie, because mm-hmm. um, I realized that my whole ass whole. is all <laughs> over this bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was at a, like a, a kickback. Is, is that what the kids are calling That's, it? That is what the kids are referring to it as. Um, I was at a kickback last weekend with some folks from my show in California and obviously like we've only been apart for like a month but when you spend three months together a month feels like a very long time so it was like right god it's so good to see you um and it was mostly renaissance playing which like of course of course obviously obviously. if anywhere were there are cigarettes (laughs) 
cut cut the cut cut the album off and cut don't the do that album bullshit. She didn't yeah. spend all them years making them transitions for you to play that shit on shuffle. We don't yeah, do don't that. Shuffle that. Don't do that. But then I heard oh, and I was like ah. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Okay. 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 Because and 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 here's where here's where it hurts is because he was the first hip hop artist that made me see myself in hip hop. I know. Like, I grew up in 1987. I was systemically disallowed from listening to Snoop and Pac and Biggie and and all of them because we, you know, my grandparents were graduates of Respectability Politics University. But also, <laughs> I understand like right. these niggas from the South who were born in the 30s and 40s, like you had to, um, mm-hmm. you had to, but it it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and Late Registration was the first album I bought. Like, right. I'm, I'm that's, that's not true. It was the album that I bought when I when I bought my first car. Um, wow! 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 Yeah. And like going that's from, like Tragic Kingdom for me. I think nigga. And going from <laughs> the nigga who like listens to Reliant K and John Mayer. Yeah. yeah. And wondering why all the niggers roll their windows down <laughs> and blast their rap music to playing like fucking Drive Slow right. with my windows down, going mm-hmm. two miles hour with that shit on 50 million mm-hmm. like i felt liberated in a way that i never have in my entire life yeah. um i got so many parking tickets and like moving violence because they were just like we gotta fucking find this nigger he is too free um, use a nigga, and i don't mean that in no nice way and like you know and bernie mac is on that album yeah. you know there are so many like great songs i think my mom my my phone is always on silent and on do not disturb so it never makes any actual sounds but i think my mom's ringtone is still hey mama right Uh, you know but like so all that to say is like i loved that man like i yeah he made me see myself in an art form that i have now come to fully see myself existing in and and, you know i went back all aspects i fuck with pop i Fuck with Biggie, but con- but he was my gateway into seeing myself into that 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 genre, and I just I can't I can't. Yeah. What about you? I don't I don't know, I don't know. Um, I haven't put the theory to the test. Um, but like something in my spirit wanted to hear like I want to testify come to the black liquor extra fly. Um, and I thought about it, and I was like, where am I? Because for for me, R. Kelly was easy for several reasons. It was so easy to get rid of that music, which is why really? I, I, yeah, because, you know, I, don't, I didn't really, I wasn't like a fan. And I do mean that in the definition of the word fan, like, not that I hated him, but I didn't like buy his albums or want to go see him in concert. I was very aware of R. Kelly. I know a lot of his music, but I I didn't like own his media before streaming or whatever. Um, so so for- I was making the um, pre-show and intermission playlist for my, you know, Amen Corner. And I so desperately wanted to have that Kirk Franklin lean on me in the song, like in the mix. And I was like, mm-hmm. Motherfucking R. Kelly. God yeah. damn. I was like, yeah. can I just sit 
him because Crystal Lewis, like Mary J. Blige, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's he is all over the place. But it was it was easy for me to give up his music, like you know, feeling on your booty is one of our like foundational friendship jams. And I never have to hear it again. And I'm not one of those like super self-righteous people. I do shit all the time that people deem canceled or inappropriate or whatever. Sometimes like what? in the private, like fucking the shit I watch. Like I watch the Kardashians. Oh, like, who are you fucking the shit out of? But No, I watch the Kardashians and I don't give a fuck about it. It's entertaining to me. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Um, some other some of the shit I do it loudly and proudly. Some shit I keep to myself because I just don't care to discuss the shit that I like. I have evolved sure. to being a person who also isn't too judgmental of people for their choices. I just really don't like the performative, like virtue signaling of it all because we all have a fucking thing. Everybody got a thing that's not too politically correct or not whatever. Like you've laughed at a joke that's inappropriate. Like me and you were talking about that after we watched the Sam J thing. Like in mixed company, some of the shit was really tasteless but between me and you that shit was fucking funny to me so i you know and i think that like we've had this discussion on this show it's a discussion that i would like to continue to have about words being harmful words being violent word words promoting violence but i also think that there's nuance to that discussion and there's context to that discussion there are i have been witness to white people leaving the dance floor because a DJ played Michael Jackson. And for me, I'm like, what? (laughs) But that's, that's their line. And I don't understand it, but I respect it. But for me, I haven't put it to the test yet. I have not turned on any Kanye in probably over a year. And I was like, a long holdout like the slavery was a choice thing the slavery was a choice thing when i first heard it i was like okay well the full quote in context is sounds like a choice to me i remember having this conversation with somebody and i was like i'm not defending him i'm just letting you know that they are not quoting him correctly now i don't give a fuck i make jokes about that shit all day like this nigga says slavery was a choice that was when i took my pictures off the wall <laughs> like i was fuck i couldn't defend him no more but privately i was, I was still rocking with him yeah and not necessarily yeah, I, su- supporting him but it was not i was still listening to kanye music i i listened to his most recent album on a plane yeah i've never heard it person say his mother's name over and over and over again for five minutes and i was like i think there's some is something wrong with my spotify what's happening <laughs> no but but no i i was along I was a long hold up because I loved him so much. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I knew that he is, you know, in, in deep in crisis and very, very lost. Yeah. Um, also my little 0.03 cents streaming on Spotify ain't going to make not a paying no bills. Yeah. You know, and for me, like looking back on the way that we treated Whitney, I never want that to happen again. And I was looking at the ways in which like I personally contribute, we contribute on this show to like, you know, making fun of people or talking shit about people or saying bad things about people's creation or how how are we contributing to the noise or whatever. 
Um, yeah. Like, you know, my longstanding joke is that Alicia Keys just going to fight me. <laughs> yeah, she's just going to see me because I've talked a lot of shit about that lady. Um, but like, I didn't, I didn't want it to be a situation where it's like, oh, everybody's joking on Kanye and then there's some self-harm or some shit and we all feel bad. But at a certain point, you can't help a motherfucker more than they want to be helped. They've tried interventions. They've tried whatever. And I think going back to my original question, the fact that I haven't put on any of his music in a long time is probably the answer to the question for me. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to performatively like walk off the dance floor and hop. Right. Right. Because like when, when they played uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing, which I think is the worst of all songs to play now. <laughs> right, uh, right. It like I, my friend, uh, my friend Abana and I, we like made a little video of ourselves being like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. Did I post the video? No. Did right. I like hug and be like, turn that bullshit off? Right. No. Um, I I think, and you know, <laughs> one of your one of your favorites, uh, Jamel. Um, was on... Wait, uh, I don't have... I I defend Jamil all the time. I think that, like, she's harmlessly corny and people give her shit for that. And I think she's really great at her job. That's what I mean. Yes, she's corny. <laughs> that That's all. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think she is very good at her job. But she was on uh, an extended version of Parking Lot Pimpin' with Lene. Um, the, mm-hmm. She's fucking genius. Um, And she said, you know, and and I think it's a very astute point that I think, especially because I don't know if we're going to talk about them today, but I I saw your Twitter timeline and I suspect we may. Um, The BHIs. um, Oh, oh, yeah, they're next. (laughs) Is like what she said, and it's a very astute point, is that there is probably a lot of like deep in the nuance, a lot of jealousy with the swiftness, with the swiftness with which the world responds to anti-Semitism versus they respond with anti-Blackness. From me too. (laughs) Correct. Um, And she said, it's like, but but one of the things that's challenging is like even in our own community and it makes it harder because like we are, we are the culture set, we are the global culture setters. So like everyone- our community who can't appreciate the nuance and complexity of why we make the decisions we make they watch the decisions that we make so when black people in mass not all black people because like plenty of black people were like fuck that nigga when he said the slavery shit mm-hmm. plenty of black people were like fuck that nigga when he said the george bush thing like the white had- lives matter like all of it yeah plenty 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 the confederate um, flag merch baby plenty um, and I'm going to say but, this too. I have been the motherfucker to be like, ew, and like, ew, cut that on. And and I'm just, I'm out of growth place now. Like I was dating a dude and he had on the Joe Budden podcast and I walked in his place and I was like, oh, can we listen to something else? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, you don't like Joe Budden? And I was like, oh, I just, I would prefer to listen to something else. And I did not have to go on my... Diet, yeah, I did not have to go on my diatribe about how my coochie had just grabbed its pocketbook and left because I hate Joe, but I just let that man have that. I let him have that because I know him. I know he's not a fuck nigga. I know that his 
ideals line up with mine in in very reasonable ways and so like all of the th- stuff i feel about whatever oh sorry about what but the tiny bit of shit that i know about joe budden's podcast i didn't feel the need to tell that man all that shit i was just like oh can we listen to something else correct correct yeah i think that i don't i don't feel it necessary to perform as a as a black body who who you know like lives in America, so most of the spaces that I'm in are not exclusively black spaces. I don't feel the need to like perform my personal relationship with his music. Right. I was yeah. never buying them ugly ass <coughs> that look like alien shoes. I was right. never going. I was never sending my kids to the school. I was. I mean, never, I. I definitely wanted some butter Yeezys. I was never voting for him for president. Like I was never, and I'm not doing it this time. Um, We could talk about this later, but the majority of the spaces you're in are not exclusively black. What is that like? I just like for work. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only space that of mine that isn't. But I remember, but it's different because you work like, like I my. Like I work linear. I have a job and you have like job, 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 sometimes three at a time. So I got you. Okay. I was like, no, that sounds like a choice to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, cancel. Yeah. So I, I think my answer is I am done with his music, but I haven't put it to the test. I haven't, I haven't been anywhere where anyone is playing his music, which bodes really well. I think for everybody, I think everybody kind of got off the train. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm in Feelings USA right now, and I'm running through all the classics. Uh, I put on Continuum. It's giving self-flagellation. Yikes. I I'm going to do... my father to turn off Chocolate Factory, though. I was like, Dad. Oh, good. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that. Oh, y'all young people always get so fired up about shit. I was like... Turn it off, Dad. Yeah, Turn yeah. That and 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 that is a discussion that I've tried to avoid having lately too. Like I've had reasonable discussions about um, how the whole trans kids in sports thing is just smoke and mirrors for anti-trans rhetoric. Because if I want everybody at home to do this, just go Google every athlete because there's only like five of them in the country that is under fire right now for being a trans body in a sport um and just tell me what they look like just tell me what they look like tell me what they look like that's all i want to know and 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 then compare them to the other athletes because i think that you're gonna find that you cannot really tell the distinction and the only reason why we know that they are trans in most of these cases is because they are out correct and the awesome. argument is not about trans people having an advantage in sport because Michael Phelps has an advantage in sport. And now, because of this bullshit, cis women are being like attacked and discriminated against because they have more testosterone than other cis women. And so now your fucking anti-trans bullshit is hitting a target you didn't intend for it to hit. And so I don't believe that there's a huge problem in this country with trans kids playing sports. I believe that there is a huge problem in this country with people being transphobic and wanting to eliminate trans people 
off of the planet. And this is one way to introduce that argument to people who would normally consider themselves reasonable. Because you think about, oh, oh, I don't want anybody to have an unfair advantage. And that opens the door right into the motherfucking bullshit. Because you know who has an unfair advantage in sports? Yao Ming. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal got an unfair advantage in sports. Um, okay. And there is a straight line between that motherfucking bullshit and another incident of queer violence that happened in this country just a couple of days ago. Hopefully, by the time that this comes out, you know, Nick Jew is in charge of producing, so it won't take five weeks like it used to. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully the, the incident will be the, the one in Colorado Springs and not another one. Um, but all this talk about young Jesus. people being inappropriate for young people to be at drag shows because drag shows are grooming people um, for queerness and, and all of that. Let me, t- let me just fucking tell you something. And I know that I am preaching to the choir, but I'm gonna preach. Um, my good dear friend um, who is not married they are engaged but their fiance is not a virologist so i'm not talking about that person i'm talking about a different person. <laughs> um alum of season 11 of rupaul's drag race uh miss sugar Kane. come on miss sugar Kane. congratulations on your engagement um, was hosting a show as she always does at um like she always do at macy's and I was so excited to see, it was a, a Sunday drag brunch and it was so beautiful to see so many like young kids, like literally running behind the Queens. Like it is such a beautiful place of like acceptance and belonging and, yeah. and, and having like young children look at these phenomenal entertainers and makeup artists yep. with such wonder and awe. And also to see the way that these drag queens took care of those kids and made yeah. those kids seen in front of their parents. Okay. Like you're this whole thing about drag queens, like touching children inappropriately, that's you projecting your own fucking perversion on the people who it ain't even all that. It's not, it's not that. It's not that. Most adults don't want your badass kids in adult spaces any fucking way. I and can't believe I fell for the fucking banana in the tailpipe of you can't go Halloween trick-or-treating because people are putting drugs and candy. And now that I'm an adult and pay for weed on my own, I'm like, I'm not giving this shit Who's away. Who's giving drugs away? And if I am, if I am gonna give your kid an edible, I want to see the motherfucking tripping balls. I'm not gonna give them the edible and then just let them leave. Like I want to watch the shit that I just did. If I'm gonna do something so fuck, right? Like I'm gonna make them snacks. No, I'm just kidding. I just I think it's a very stupid concept. Like why would I give somebody drugs for free and then not watch what happened to them on the drugs? So stupid. We I like as we fall for such fucking because of fear. Yeah. And and I like I just all these the turfs gotta stop. It's the most ridiculous thing. And I'm I say I'm at this place in my life, right, where I know I talk loudly and strongly about the things that I believe. And I am trying to be a little bit more accepting of people who haven't found their way yet because I've literally just found my way on 
some things, but I gotta tell y'all, as as an ally, you're gonna take some lumps. You're gonna you take to. a fucking L. You're gonna say the wrong thing. You're gonna do the wrong thing. And not everybody is going to correct you gently. Sometimes you're gonna get fucking dragged. And but if I you really I care. You gonna learn. Right, right. Listen, what did the good sis Atlanta say? Baby, you live, you learn. You choke, you learn. You you ask, you learn, you choose, you learn. So you live, you learn. Um, and if you really care about people in other communities that are not your own, if you're really trying to reach across the aisle, getting your hand slapped a time or two should not take you off this the goal. The goal is to be and to do better. And it's sad to see a lot of people resigning to like, I'm old and I can't keep up with all this change and all these change and I, why everybody want me and why and everybody get everybody trans. Everybody is not trans but do you but do you know what (laughs) but you know what would happen if all of a sudden you older black man were treated in a way that allowed you to be vulnerable that allowed you to express emotions beyond anger that allowed you to explore the sensitive side of your gender that allowed you to freely wear whatever you want to wear without ridicule. Uh, Imagine a world where not being a traditional, typical type A masculine manny man wasn't looked on in a negative way. How differently would you have come out? And so now that- manly man but now that gift is being given to children who are who are different children who have wrestled with their gender who don't really know what this is and what that is and now they get to see examples of people doing that what is what is so yes they there are seemingly more but it's because they can see it's not like you can influence people to do anything and are may there be a tiny portion of people who transitioned because they thought it was cool or whatever Okay, but that's their business. What what does it do to anybody on earth what I do with my body? Why does it matter? What if I what if I change my gender gender every six weeks? Why is that your business? Correct. Also, like I I imagine I I have many, many trans friends and um it's not a it's not a not a fun process to right. Legal document. It is not a fun process to have to potentially deal with like challenging relation, changing relationships with your family. It's not really like a thing that you do if you're not like deeply, deeply committed to the gesture of your own personal belief that you are transgender. Like it, like it, you, like it's not, it's not what, what, what? And there's. And there are these instances, so it's starting to become a thing on social media, highlighting people who have detransitioned as like a right wing thing to be like, you see, they didn't change their mind. And if you really listen to the stories of the people who detransitioned, it was usually because of some shit like, I just want to live safely or like, 
I can't, I have no relationship with my family or like, I don't have no medical insurance. I can't afford my hormones. It's really not a bunch of people being like, I, I, was, just, I was just playing. <laughs> I just changed my mind. Sorry. It's also, I am very, very gay. And I you was right by, wow, thanks. Look who's talking. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> What, what, how does the show go? This is the day that the Lord has made. I was, I just was saying a thing that we yeah. all know. I just agreed with you. Wow. But I was raised by two very straight parents, like very, very straight. And one of them was real committed to heterosexuality because he tried it a lot of times with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you come out gay? What was your influence? What was your gay influence? Maybe I was born with it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, and you know, like not to be frivolous about that because I know transitioning has to be, oh, I don't know. I only imagine that it has to be a very difficult decision for somebody. But even if people wanted to do whatever the what they wanted to do for the fucking fuck of it, why does anybody care? Why, why do they care? anybody here and that's the thing i'm trying like people who are in good faith i try not to be hard on because there is a lot that i'm just recently oh, understanding you can go back not too far and hear me saying dumb shit about a trans kid i was making um, a hard on joke and you completely completely i didn't hear what wow. you said i didn't hear you what you said, said. I'm not trying to be people in good faith. I'm not trying to be hard on. And I was like, well, I can't help it. Well, you're a whore. That, that was homophobic for you to just like completely just like play my <laughs> joke. Just to the left. Cancel Nick Cancel Nick Jew is giving homophobia <laughs> over here. What can I learn from this call in, friend? <laughs> How can I grow from this? Look at this vulnerability, transparency, accountability. Listen. This is what growth looks like. This is what friendship looks like. And if your yeah. if your conversations with your friends aren't challenging your perceptions, aren't challenging your paradigms, what then I just assumptions. What yes. you doing, baby? Listen, when the whole thing started, this most recent thing started with Kanye, I went to my very good friend, Charmaine, and was like, oh, no, bruh, like, I'm feeling a way about, like, how quickly everybody is responding and the way certain people are responding. And she she adjusted my wig. Like, they have the right to respond however they are responding. I'm like, you're right. And I know that. But my initial response was concerning to me, and I need to speak through that. But it's also, like, that's the, that's the thing. And this is what, I mean frustrates me so much about our political sphere is there's this like fetish for people being ideologues and never having their like ideas evolved or challenged or changed like there was so much fetishizing of a particular senator from vermont who has never had any like legislation passed because like some of his economic positions have remained unchanged and I'm like, so what? I actually want a politician to grow. I actually want people in my life to be like, yeah, I was on some raggedy shit five years ago. Because yeah. like, what 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 happens if you're always right about everything? How are you going to respond to the thing that you're actually really fucking wrong about? Well, and that's the thing too. It's like, 
I've also given people shit for having just learned a thing that I feel like they should know. But again, it's a good faith. It's a good faith premise always. If I feel like you're full of shit, then I'm going to come for you. But like, if you are a white person that just happened to learn about racism in 2020, like that's terrible. And somebody should let you know that that it took you a long motherfucking time to do the right thing. I'm not the congratulation cookie giving motherfucker in that instance, but in other instances, I might have a little bit more grace. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like we have done such a disservice to ourselves as people by really like making the word ignorant feel like a slur. And it's yeah. like, when I was born, I was ignorant about how to walk or talk yeah. or mm-hmm. cook or, you know, do a whole bunch of things. I learned. That's what learning is about. It's actually not innate. And I think we we have to do a better job of, and, and I know you were saying it in jest, but I actually like, and sometimes I roll my eyes at like some of all this, this these new damn terms. The language. Like I, was, mm-hmm. I was on a Zoom call and somebody was like, um, just let's do like a access reality access needs. And I was like, bitch, what can I just say I'm hungry and I'm about to eat on the Zoom right. call? Right. Y'all, assume I'm hungry, nigga, I'm eating. But hello. <laughs> I appreciate the use of the word call in because I think that there there is a difference in intent of saying like this is not about me checking you to prove my superiority over you. This is about me letting you know that a thing you said or did or were complicit in or participated in even passively passively, hurt my feelings or doesn't align with my values as a, per- as a person who loves you. Can we have mm-hmm. a conversation that our, like, our perspectives can match and we can grow together? But yeah. as opposed to being like, fuck this nigga.com or, or saying nothing and talking about them behind their back. Like I think we... Yeah. I, and maybe it's because we both go to therapy, but I'm like, embrace ignorance, like lean into right. the shit that you don't know and like make it your responsibility to know about it. Yeah. It, that's the thing that I was like talking about with my brother over over the weekend we spent together. Just like. How's he doing? <laughs> how your daddy? Okay. I was just asking a question. You go low. I go to hell. Um <laughs> And just about how, like, I had to have a gut check with myself. Like, yes, your daddy died. Yes, your mama got sick. But don't know everybody want to hear about all this every fucking single time you talk to people all day, every day, dumping on people, being sad. And, like, I never felt like a burden to any of y'all. Like, I I didn't feel like y'all were treating me like I was a burden, but I started to feel like a fucking burden. And so at a certain point, I was like, let me go talk to a professional whose job it is to listen to all this shit. And maybe if I listen to her, come up with something, a productive way to like work through it. And then I think I've overcorrected a bit. Like after having gone to therapy, I feel like I talked to y'all a lot less about like the details and the minutia. And then we will eventually get around to a little catch up of me being like, I like a boy. Um, but I, I'm trying to fix that. I think I overcorrected and now I'm trying to get to the sweet spot of like letting people know what's going on with my life without feeling like I'm dumping on everybody. We all do. We all do that. We all Mm -hmm. do that. And you know what? But again, like, I think it's great 
to go i think it those those cycles are necessary for us as humans to like modulate our relationships in a healthy way like i think Mm -hmm. every with especially all of the like massive insane changes that have been going on in the world like in the world two and a half years like if you're honestly if you're still dealing with things on november 22nd when this shit comes out that you on 2022 as you were on november 23rd second 2019 then like you okay baby right right you know what i mean like i i think in in examination of our relationships of our patterns of like our our biases like all that is like actually really necessary and really healthy and you everyone deserves to be surrounded by people they love who encourage them to grow to without grow. like making them feel any kind of way about it like who what the fuck i remember having friends who would always be trying to tell me about my life and what was wrong with me and how i did xyz wrong and da, 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 da. and i'm like hey, talk about me y'all for y'all listening no i am not talking about reggie and i used to feel bad after talking to them every time and then i just woke up one day like this ain't it. Like we can disagree. We, you can express concern about my choices, but all of my friends will tell you I am a very responsible person. I have never let a man run my credit up. I <laughs> like financially responsible. I've been very lucky and fortunate and blessed, but also along with that, I handle my shit. Now, I understand how hurtful it is for my friends to watch me constantly getting my heart broken over and over. And I know that has to be tough. So I understand when people have a genuine concern about choices I'm making romantically. But I'm also at the point in my life where I'm going to look at my friend and be like, I'm just telling you I'm going in and I already know. That is probably gonna be fucked up, but this is who I am. Like that, I'm going it's in. Like you're my mirror. Listen, oh, I'm listen. I'm gonna tell you, you all never have to be shamed to come to me talking about you done took somebody back a bunch of times, or you ain't got over somebody, or you're about to do some dumb shit, even though you just got out of some other shit. Like with you specifically, with you, you know, there are things I'm gonna tug your wig about, but like <laughs> I'm never gonna be like, oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. If yeah, you get that's... back with him, we're not friends. Like, give a fuck i don't like that motherfucker everybody know how do we move forward with them knowing that i don't like them i mean that particular human actually both of those particular human beings you ain't never got to worry about that shit listen and if i did as long my only condition is that everybody know i don't like you so just be careful how we talk to each other because i am slick at the mouth and I will have to go pray about it later, but I am going to call you a bald-headed bitch. <laughs> to your face. Ooh. Just watch how you talk to me. <laughs> don't What's look. That? Don't start. Don't start none. Won't be none. Talking about both both of them because the second one was starting to get a little <laughs> monoxidil up, up to the top. Because everything you gonna say about me, I didn't already said it about myself. So if we're dragging, bitch, <laughs> you don't want it with me. <laughs> this is this is also because it's like I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how I know that both of our moons are in the same sign because. Mm-hmm. That man said that thing one time 
I don't I give told a fuck. And you will <laughs> never let it go. Never ever. Never ever. Never ever. Never ever. But that's so, but that's uh but that's also especially if you find yourself in a parasocial relationship with either one of us, we don't forget shit. Nothing. Over. Not one thing. And the lesson and the lesson is you we both know that there's some shit we have in a file that is nuclear. And once we tell each other the shit that's in the file, the relationship is over. There's no going backs because now you done blew it up. Yeah. And I can't be friends with your fucking stupid ass boyfriend who said the dumbest shit on earth. Yeah, yeah. It, you that's also a thing too that I think that people fetishize like these fucking reality TV shows and all that fucking bullshit where people like go into the nuclear file every week just for like mm-hmm. ha ha's and I'm like no actually you don't you don't get to do that because if you go into the nuclear file that means that the relationship is over like mm-hmm. there's no there's a reason that there's been a threat of nuclear war in our like global consciousness for 50 years because like it's game over there's no mm-hmm. like, okay, but like, let's hash it out and let's, let's come back together. No, baby, it's 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 over. And I'm kind of at the point in my evolution where if there is anything to put in the nuclear file, it's probably time for the relationship to be over. Like, why have you said something that would destroy my friend's ability to want to be around you? And why are we still together? Correct. That is correct. But you were thinking... Uh, wise person who has evolved and been surrounded by people who love them, you know, to a, a different place in their life. Right. It's not for everybody. Right. Um, okay, so the fucking black Hebrew Israelites. Lord listen, Jesus. listen, uh, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say exactly what the, the question that I posed on my timeline, because I do see a lot of people coming out of in support of Kyrie and his ideals and comparing this group to like, you know, fruit of Islam or black Panthers or whatever. And I just, this is, this is because you, you can say what you want about the nation of Islam and their, you know, misogyny and yada, yada, yada. But, um, the only two things I know about, about the black Hebrew Israelites is that they are, um, misogynistic, Oh, so three three things: misogynistic, homophobic, and anti-Semitic. I Profound. don't know. I don't know anything else about them. Okay, so my only encounters with them have been negative, extremely negative, by either me witnessing them or them actually happening to me. So I have not, before this moment, gone on the internet, looked up who they are, what they stand for, what they do. So the question I posed privately to somebody first and then to my timeline is I would like a list of things of positive things that they have contributed to the black community or to their community. Like where is their lunch program? Where is their, where are their schools? Where are their healthcare initiatives? Where are their, um, you know, helping the unhoused? So like what besides ideas and rhetoric and telling black people that we are whatever they say we are, what do they do? What do they do? So I ask people who know, and I'm asked the internet, and a single, not a single person has been able to tell me anything that they do in the community. 
somebody said they look like cues, but when you get closer, you see they have megaphones and no cue has ever needed a megaphone for anything. <laughs> um, so I looked them up and this website is the Southern Poverty Law Center. Okay, um, I a- tag your motherfucking uh, computer. No, uh, the history of Hebrew Israelism. Um, and it says the Hebrew Israelite movement is rooted in black Judaism, a belief system birthed in the late 1800s by black Christians from the South's Pentecostal holiness movement. They claim to have received a revelation. America's recently emancipated slaves were God's chosen people, the true Hebrews. Um, there's an editor's note, which I find very interesting. The SPLC, the SPLC no longer supports the framing of Black-led anti-Semitic hate groups as quote-unquote supremacist because such characterizations perpetuate a false equivalency between what these groups represent and white supremacy. Any mention of racism in the context of the Black-led hate ideology described in this article does not appropriately reckon with the systemic force that is structural racism. To learn more about how the SPLC now defines and describes these groups, see equity through accuracy. Changes to our hate map. And I think, you know, it is absolutely perfectly astute that obviously like the Southern Poverty Law Center is, is one of the best resources to to go to for like a full contextual understanding of of some of these term of some of these terms because like what else makes sense to black people after having endured 300 years of being bought, sold, trade, raped, trafficked all over the world for nothing other than capitalism than to say we must be God's chosen people because we survived all of this and look at us now. Right. And, and you know, and it's again, like a, um, I have to shout out, you know, Lene is, she's so smart. She, and like, I love her parking lot pimping series. And like, I just, I'm obsessed with her, but you know, she was like some, sometimes there is a real tendency to fight for liberation using the master's tools. And by that, like, I mean, in particular, like if you're, and this is, and this is a James, this is what James Baldwin said. This is what Toni Morrison said. This is what Nina Simone said. Like if my liberation is dependent on your oppression, is it really liberation? And I, I, you know, like I, again, also these conversations get really complicated because like they're like, we're not talking about, proximity and complicity to white supremacy and in, you know, like proximity to whiteness that people, you know, like exist in as a a way to shield them from other types of oppression. And Mm -hmm. like, there just needs to be a way for all of us to coexist, like respect, respectfully, um, without needing to like believe that somebody is better than somebody or like someone's going to get the box seats in heaven or someone's going to hell just because of a book that they like to read a lot. Right. So that's what this article goes into, how um, most of them thought 
thought of themselves as the descendants of the biblical 12 tribes of Israel. Most did not take that to mean other people deserve condemnation. There was a notable exception, F.S. Cherry, a self-declared prophet who in 1886 started a black Jew church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where he preached that white people were inherently evil and hated by God. Cherry also instructed his followers that earth is square and that Jesus would return in the year 2000 to install blacks over whites through a race war. So that, you know, started the the sex sects of hateful yes. smaller groups um and so he relocated to Philadelphia in 1915 and he was like very less popular than the other black judaism founders um and then it goes through their like 125th street origins um and that's just the, crazy yeah, and then the in the nine eighties and nineties, um, they they were saying that FS Cherry would would return, uh, like Jesus was going to return in two thousand. Like they they started pushing that FS Cherry doc, doctrine again in the nineties, um, and then when the two thousands came and the prophecy didn't happen at all, uh, they. Re- have moved the goalposts. They're, they're a, a lot like Q. Um, they recently have said that a vengeful, vengeful black Jesus will soon return to earth to kill or enslave all whites. But he didn't set a date. Yes, it's just mean. like, what in the Bible written in red? Because right. if it's red, that's what he said. If it's black, he didn't say that. Like, yeah. Jesus isn't like, what are you, what? What? And, and, and so now I'm on Wikipedia just trying to see what, what they, do. they do. Okay. They just, um, help the community. Yeah. I still haven't seen. So if it's, it, if it's just a religion, then it's just a religion. They're not like, but even most religion pretends to be charitable in their communities. So I'm I'm asking earnestly. I'm not trying to start shit. I would like to know what they do. I know they have a school, a couple of schools, but I think it's more of like a college environment than like a a you know, young people helping the community. Yeah, I just I find it really sad because and and you know like i i think this is my larger not beef but like this is just my relationship with with religion and christianity is that like so many people have come to it trying to make sense of things that don't make sense in this world mm-hmm. and like, i think the the impulse by which people find themselves looking for an answer looking for a connection to something divine or spiritual mm-hmm. absolutely respect that impulse but for you to like surrender all of your critical thinking facilities to like to an ideology that is is like rooted in some sort of like personal supremacy or is like i'm going to get mine one day is like that's 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 not it, baby. That's not it. That's not it. 
Yeah, so I I see where that correction came from. On Wikipedia, they said the SPLC wrote that most Hebrew Israelites are neither explicitly racist nor anti-Semitic and do not advocate violence. So they had to um they had to correct they, they had to correct that. So and like so this is my thing. Like I literally had to use my body as a shield for this lesbian couple downtown because they got off the train. And what? The, because they got off the train at the stop where the BHI kick it and the, they were being accosted. They were surrounded. And then finally they made their way out of the thing as I was coming up to see what the fuck was going on. And I had to walk a total opposite direction. But as they got away, I followed them. And a couple of the men were following us for several city blocks. And so no, they followed us for like a block and then like stood at the corner menacingly. So after I said, I was like a, a good distance away from them. And I said out loud, I said, I'm I'm staying with you. I'm not going where you're going, but I just want to be here with you. And they gave me like the nod of appreciation and like, you know, kept up their pace to get as far away as they could. And then I realized I had to circle back and go back in that direction and, and pass them again to get where I was going. But I just like crossed the street that is great that it just like i just because I, I there is i don't know what particular sector denomination it comes from but there is like a not insignificant portion of some um uh black led dogma is what i'll just call it that yeah. believes that like homosexuality is like their queerness is like white people shit. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all, that's 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 not true. And and I do want to say that I know the group to be nonviolent. I do not know of any acts of violence, physical violence that they have committed. The fact that the they violence are, is talking white people. Right. But I'm but what I want what I mean to say is the fact that in that situation I knew that there was probably not like immediate physical danger. It was just a large group of men intimidating two small women and it right. didn't feel great to bear witness to that. So I was just like, I'm walking with y'all. Like I know they're not gonna fuck with they're not gonna hit me. <laughs> um so fuck your shit. Well, because they are supposedly nonviolent. Like, I don't think they're going to hit a woman. I think they just use intimidation factors, which was scary as fuck. And I don't think that those two women knew that they weren't in physical danger. Sure, of course, of course, of course. How how can you not, like, when you, especially, like, after incidents like Pulse and this shooting in Colorado Springs, like, queer people are, have never been safe in this country. And did you see that video of the guy being like, this was our safe space? Like, I, I can't watch it. I, <sighs> I just can't. I, I saw someone say what he, what he said on the video and I was like, no, I can't. I can't. It just takes me right back to Charleston. And I just, and every time I go into a movie theater or a mall or walk down my fucking street at this point, somebody is just going to decide that they're going to fucking kill a bunch of people. And there's nothing that our government can do about it at this point. And every time it was an AR-15. Which is crazy because it's every like, time. If, there, if there were red flag laws, this person would not be allowed to own a gun. Right. Because he was in some shit. 
and you know, like here, here we are again with this politician from California. So again, cut. Let's let's be for real, for real. And we're talking about California is a Democratic stronghold because the new leader of the Republican caucus in the House is a California politician who has like pledged to remove uh, Adam Schiff from intelligence and Eric Swalwell from intelligence to like fill out a, you know, to fulfill a grudge from like Marjorie fucking Taylor Greene's ass. Like mm-hmm. now, now that we, that the House of Representatives, like a fourth of our legislative, you know, arm of like 25% of, of how our government works is literally a fucking clown show for two years. We really ain't gonna get no motherfucking gun legislation at all now. Um, and please bookmark this episode when in two years, when niggas is running for president, or in a year and a half when niggas is running for president, they like, well, Joe Biden didn't pass no laws. Because it was a clown show in the House of Representatives because, because. Right. Would you like to hear some lists of names of notable uh, black Hebrew Israelites? No, go ahead. Great. Amari Studemeyer. What? But he's like actually Israeli. So I don't yeah. think this means in the 125th Street sense for him. I hope not. Because I like him. I mean, he's nice. He ain't never did nothing to me. Zab Judah, the boxer. I was like, I thought you said notable. I don't know who that is. Oops. Brandon T. Jackson, the actor. I gotta Google who that is. Sorry, I'm I'm on Amazon. You'll know him when you see him. Making purchases for myself because I'm a lonely bitch. Hold on. You said Chingy Brandon, Brandon T. He's a motherfucking black Hebrew Israelite. Chingy. I like the way you do that right there. Guess who else, girl? Guess who the fuck else? Hold on. I'm looking. Where where do I know this nigga from? Oh, he he got he got muscles. <laughs> he got money. <laughs> I don't know. He look. I mean, he got big lips and a nice jawline, so that's just good enough for me. I'm gonna tell you where I know him from. Hold on. He's just like nigga number four. He be in all the little movies and things. He like a. He's a. Um, oh, he's five seven. That makes sense. He's a, a character actor. He needed something to believe in. He was like, God, why did you do it? How can you let this you to not. I'm going to need you to not. Um, he was in Percy Jackson's. He was in Roll Bounce and Tropic Big Mama's Black. House. Yeah. Tropic Thunder is his like first big thing, I think. Um, No, because Roll Bounce was before that. Anyway. Oh, his Instagram name is giving Hebrew Israelite. Dawid Ben Yahuda, yeah, maybe, yeah, um, and fucking Antoine Dodson. <laughs> I'm sorry. And listen, I don't know these people's beliefs. Like, okay. it, it is what it is a, a legit thing for somebody to be like a black. Hebrew Israelite. I'm speaking of the like fringe sect that we all know. I don't know what affiliation these people are. Um, but this is the one that blew my motherfucking wig back. 
would you say? He is so fine. Who, Chingy? No, Brandon T. Jackson. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Anton Dotson, and I was like, now Reggie. Um, this yeah, is when I blew this is when I blew my wig back. Kodak Black. That doesn't surprise me one bit. But can he even read? Has it ever been a, a requirement for anyone to do oh, anything? Oh well. Well, especially for this situation. Um, but I you know on Broadway, you don't have to be able to read. Oh, look, listen, I, I'm fully, I'm fully here for a group of people saying we believe X, Y, and Z without ever having to say those other people are X, Y, and Z. Um, uh, so I think that there's two things that can be true here. What I always are. And I, and I, what I've seen on the internet today is a lot of people saying, yeah, they're hella homophobic and misogynistic and they be calling women whores and gay people slurs and da 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 So, I I'm not... Gay and I was like, well... Well... No. Um, listen, I identify as Christian. I ain't got no stones to throw at nobody's ignorant uh, belief-sharing cousins. But what I will say is I know that we all, you know, shout out to kevin from the real world for teaching us race plus power equals racism and how we've all been kind of you know groomed to believe that black people can't be racist but the dynamics in certain situations have motherfucking change and kanye west is a black man with power kyrie irving is a black man with power so race plus power is your motherfucking racism right here and i think we need to stop excusing black people from from being racist because you've got two people with huge platforms who have just casually made it okay for people to 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 espouse really disgusting anti-semitic beliefs that have a foundation in something really really terrible well here's here's what here i'm gonna i i know I respectfully disagree because I think I know what, what they are what they are doing is they are engaging in white supremacy and because yes. I, I like to to me like I I I will I will die forever on the hill that a black person can't be racist. Well, they don't have they don't have systemic power. I agree with you there. Yeah. They don't have the power, but they have power. Yes, he, 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 yes. As as individuals, they do have power, but they don't wield any like systemic structural power, except yes. when they play along, they like you know, fucking white supremacy wrapped up in fucking poison pills, like that shucking and jiving nigga running for senate in Georgia, fucking right. whatever dance was to crossroads. It's like, and you, you see, Crazy Bone was like, "What the fuck is?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I think I think white I think black people can absolutely be used as tools for white supremacy. And it is it is so heartbreaking, especially when black people who have achieved even a modicum of success like fall victim to it because like you think people are supposed to be smarter than that or whatever. But I do, you know, it is like because I know there's a lot of ton of criticism about like why didn't Ruth Bader Ginsburg retire during Obama's second term? Why did she wait for Hillary to 
uh, appoint her successor or whatever. It's like you there there is an insane kind of thing that happens in the human psyche when you have like done an extraordinary thing in your life and you keep living. Like you really mm-hmm. do believe that like there is a different reality. Like you believe that you're living in a different reality than most people, which is why Hollywood has so many, you know, them damn alien lizard niggas in there because it's like, you fucking <laughs> won an Oscar. Of course, like, of course you think that there are aliens in your brain. Like what? Right. That's, that's crazy. Right. You made $50 million for like memorizing some words that somebody wrote and like wearing someone else's clothes. Like that's nuts. This is why you need friends to be like, nigga, you bugging. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I think it's, to me, it's, it's splitting hairs because if I'm a black person who has so much self-hate that I discriminate against other black people and I'm in a hiring position, I'm racist. Like I, I understand, I understand your point fully but like i don't feel the need to water it down to some shit like saying that they're prejudiced when they like are fully racist like my people i know that i'm related to saying shit about asian people or latino people like that shit is not diet racism it feels fully like racism to me (laughs) just because it's coming from a yeah no because it, it feels like it's like you're saying you're reading out of the white supremacy playbook just because right. we're, just because we're doing a non-traditional version of Romeo and Juliet it's still Romeo and Juliet nigga <laughs> right 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 so yeah um hey boo um yeah my hey boo is the drag queen who beat that nigga's ass within an inch of his life i thought he was fucking dead with her high heel do we know the queen's name yet Probably not, and I and I, I hope we don't. Honestly, I I suspect that she may be um, subject to a lot of unwanted attention and death threats when she yeah, was literally, literally fighting for her fucking life. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. I'm like I'm so distraught about this shooting for so many reasons. Like right, right before the day Trans Day of Remembrance, it's just like ugh, ugh, ugh. And my friend asked me, she was like, "How are you feeling about it?" And I was like, "Honestly, I think." between Columbine, Aurora, My God. the first uni- the the Virginia Tech shooting, the Pulse shooting, um, uh, Charleston, um, Las Vegas, Uvalde, especially because I teach. Um, I the fucking bombing that happened in the subway station, like three subway stations. Away My from God. Me. Like I just expect that any day could be the day which is also Mm -hmm. why like walking down the streets i have the face on that like please don't don't talk to me because i'm if Mm -hmm. i'm gonna my life and i'm 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 gonna beat your ass you might kill me but i'm gonna get my licks in um so i i i just feel like every day is like "Mm, i don't know It, it, it it could be it um so yeah it's it's a it's a weird desensitized place to be when you just think like your multiple identities as a a black body a queer body like make you a target for you know just for like violence just because um it's a really sad place to be and i unfortunately like you know ta-nehisi coates said this when he was on i think the like stephen colbert or whatever he was like i'm not the person to go to for hope like go to your pastor for hope Mm -hmm. i don't 
any of that because I don't I haven't seen anything in the evolution or the dev- the devolution of like how we how we speak to each other how we mm-hmm. exist politically like it's not it's not gonna get better for for a minute and like I'm happy RuPaul's Drag Race is winning all these Emmys and like you know Jim Parsons is making another raggedy ass rom-com and Billy Eichner is you know making this fucking bullshit to reclaim his queerness or whatever but like it's not it's not safe so mm-hmm. um I I have so much respect and bravery for the people who continue to live out loud and without fear and who are able in those like fight flight or freeze moments to like summon something within themselves mm-hmm. because like everybody everybody loves to talk but you don't really know what would happen in a moment like that until you're in a moment like that and I wouldn't wish that on anybody and I just like you know shout out to to you because it ain't really nothing else worth like this that's that's the ultimate bravery so much respect mm. My internet pastor was talking about the UVA shooting because obviously this one hadn't happened yet. And he even he was like, I don't know what to say. What do you say? What what do you say? What can Why are you we say? Have to say shit. Right. Right. Um my hey boo, I'm gonna fuck up the pronunciation of his name. Timothy Weya, I think is how you say it. He okay. um is on the the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. Why and are these scored... niggas in their life trying to sneak beer <laughs> into the damn stadium? Like, nigga, drink water. <laughs> um, he scored our only goal in our match today against um Wales. It was a draw, a one-one, um, a one-one. But hey, boo to that. It is not ski base. He's a very attractive young man. If emphasis on young. He's twenty. Uh, he's twenty two. Um, hey, Chris, Han- Chris Hansen, what you doing? I just I um, said it wasn't skeet based. I'm gonna just drop an address in your um in your DMs right quick. I said How it wasn't skeet based, coon. Um, uh, I that so the thing that I want to say about the World Cup, like I respect everybody's boycott or whatever, not or whatever. I respect everybody's boycott. Period. <laughs> That's the title of the show. I respect everybody's boycott or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, Period. However, as an American, it feels very hypocritical to me to boycott a sporting event in a country because we don't like the way they govern. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Niggas watch the National Football League every single week. They find reasons to go to the motherfucking World Series in Texas. Like... There is, there are several states in this country where women cannot legally get an abortion. There are several states in this country where trans kids will, the doctor will get punished if the doctor even has a conversation with the family about gender affirming care for their child to stop them from killing themselves. Slavery was on the ballot in two states. Like in let's, this country, I, let's not. <laughs> I don't know when we conned everybody into thinking that we were the fucking moral authority of the fucking world, but Baby. that was a lie. Detected that that was a lie, a big one. So, um, I was not like not watching the World Cup because I had some political reason. I just was 
disengaged, but I happened to turn on the match this afternoon, like a second before he scored that goal. And then I was really invested in watching the rest of them. They had not scored a goal in the world cup in something like 20 years. So I do not think that we are going to fare very well in this next round. Um, all my faith yeah, is in the world. Paid more than the fucking women and the women win every fucking time. I was about to say that all my faith is in the women's national team. If I'm rooting for anybody that's not black, it's, it's them. Um, I don't really have a meanwhile on Twitter and we've been going kind of long. I just, I want to say, um, you know, don't, don't be scared to get your hand slapped for saying something wrong or doing something wrong or like you you learned something later than maybe people thought you felt like you should have learned it or whatever like don't don't let that shit bother you if you are really a person who's trying to learn things and know and do better that the part of it that is going to be the most difficult is how wrong you're going to be <laughs> how and how often Correct. I thought you could put marshmallows on a charcuterie board, but like a charcuterie board, it has to have cured meats. I was told that by a very smart person who's wearing clothes that I'm looking at right now. Like <laughs> somebody posted this black people party and everybody brought like a board and, and the dude who posted it was like, there was nary a charcuterie. Like even the traditional charcuterie board wasn't charcuterie. And people were attacking him like, you don't know how to have fun. If we say it's this, we say it's this. And y'all know my crusade with slap. It's like words mean things. Okay? Mean things. We can argue about slang all day long. I do think it's funny that the Bay Area is the only region that y'all can argue with us about what our shit mean. I digress. Right. Shit up. What the fuck? But like, I understand that language evolves and whatever, but like words literally mean things. Like if you want to put some shit on a board, what you have is a board. You have a board. You have a marshmallow board. You have a candy a board. Taco board. A taco board. Like charcuterie is an actual thing. What you have is crudite most of the time. Um, and I'm not even trying to be like a fancy smarty arty nigga about the shit. I'm just saying like I looked up the word charcuterie because I didn't know what it meant. And now I do. <laughs> the internet and now is I do. more than just explicit videos. And, and you know, whatever. I'm over it. Call the shit whatever the fuck you want to call it. I, my new thing for people who misuse slap is I'm probably just going to call you a nerd or a mark or corny or lame yes. or whatever. And probably privately because I don't care. And I'm unfollowing creators, especially non-black ones. And I'm not spending my money with people who refuse to learn. And also, I um, I feel like if you're following internet creators or platforms that um, give a voice to people who are like actively causing harm in the world... Maybe just decide if that's worth the space on your timeline. Because, like, if something's really newsworthy or if a meme is really, really funny, multiple people are going to post it. So you don't actually need to follow the shader anymore. Hello. They, they, they serve no purpose in your life. True. Get rid of them. And just because Obama said he was stepping into the shade room, like, that's, they make everybody say that. I don't think he, I don't think he actually right <laughs> uh well that's it you know thank y'all for listening i was traveling last week and waiting on some test results and a bitch passed her test got one more test in a couple more months um but 
who knows? We might be in your uh fucking Patreon very soon. I recently did a wrap. I recently did a wrap up of the first first half of Love Is Blind with Phenom Black. I am bugging another motherfucker to talk about John Mayer with me because Reggie and I have done it over and over. So I'm gonna slide in another little interview talky talk with someone i'm not going to say who yet um we're gonna be black people talking about john mayer um and I then reggie found you creeping tip tiptoe um and then reggie and i are supposed to start watching drag race he has already started i am just at this point not going to finish the newest uk because i just it hasn't grabbed me and if somebody from there ends up on canada versus the world then they fucking do and that season is spoiled for me so i'm gonna start it's canada not- no one from season four. Okay, great. I'm gonna start Canada then this week. Um, I also we have to have our fucking big dummy awards next month. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm uh, Jalen Brown. You're gonna be on my list. <laughs> you're a fucking dummy. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yes. Okay. Well, Pastor. Um, ladies, gentlemen babies everybody except hating ass robin motherfucking dixon turn <laughs> to your bible the first Thessalonians chapter one verse one and read with me this is the day that the lord has made well and it is not the day for you to try it bye bye, bye.